Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. Well, the government now thinks, Cliff, that that cyber attack on one of the biggest meat suppliers in the U.S. was done by a criminal group out of Russia. Yeah. Experts say that while that attack on the meat supplier was rare, it was well done. Well, Cliff, what's happening? At, well, you did really? it at six. You really? did it at six, and I get to do it again. <laughs> you haven't started that recorder thing, have you? I have started it now, oh, yes. For that? Yes. Yeah. You want to edit that out? <laughs> the attack, Cliff, was rare. But it was well done, we know. <laughs> Weed, if you watch those TV commercials for prescription drugs that seem to wear all the time, you'll soon be wondering if all the possible side effects that someone may suffer while taking the drug itself are worth the benefits the manufacturer says is possible. For instance, that Farsiga stuff that's supposed to benefit those who have type 1 or type 2 diabetes in some way might be good, but if the drug also gives you yeast infections, urinary tract infections, sore throat, runny nose, back pain, nausea, influenza, high cholesterol, pain in the extremities, and constipation, you got to wonder how important that glycemic control is. This story is kind of like that, but on a much more pandemic scale. The BBC faced the same prospect that all other news outlets in the world did when COVID hit. How do we continue to run our news operation and not get everyone sick? Medical experts said from the get-go that social distancing was one of the big ways to avoid the spread, and so the BBC took that advice literally and ordered hundreds of proximity sensors, issuing them to workers who had to be in their office to do their job. The concept's simple. Everyone wears one of the sensors around their neck, and if the device gets within six feet of another unit, an alarm sounds, thus warning people to separate. In practice, though, the alarm units were a bit more complicated, as BBC News staffers reported that there were frequently false alarms which seemed to come at the worst possible time, like, say, when you're interviewing a sensitive news subject and the mics are on, or when you were actually on the air delivering a newscast. And then there was that one other thing. One day in the BBC newsroom, one of the stay-away-from-me-or-I'll-scream devices being worn around a reporter's neck Caught fire. (laughs) Even though the side effects seem to outweigh the benefits, they're still part of the network's COVID policy. (laughs) That would be shocking, Cliff. Yeah. Your neck on fire, but that would keep me away from you. I'll say that. That's right. I'm I'm not. Back it up up from this one. (laughs) What a depressing song right there by Jake Owen, Cliff. Why is it depressing? Well, did you pay attention to the words? I actually printed them out. Just so I would get the full feeling of it. Okay. He says, a pretty girl sitting here next to me, kissing up on me. Good vibes, good times. Okay. Meanwhile, last night, I'm microwaving a Salisbury steak for one. So, I mean, that was kind (laughs) of like... Well, so, it's not... The song itself is not depressing. It's your life that's depressing. Okay, I was wondering... (laughs) Deflect that over to the song, if I possibly could. <laughs> Cliff, um, yeah. this is kind of interesting, and also I I feel personally a touch creepy. 
<laughs> okay. Fifty-four percent of Americans, yeah, said that they have had a crush on someone at work, and another four okay. percent said they'd rather not talk about it. So I'm adding them <laughs> to that to make it a fifty-eight percent. Yeah, because there was. There was only one reason why you would not want to talk about it. <laughs> right. So we're going to go with 58%. And yeah. men here, Cliff, are much more yeah. likely to say that they've had a work crush yes. than ladies. It's about 60% for men and about 48% uh -huh. for ladies. But here's the creepy part. Okay. And this last statement and st yeah. statistician here is a bit gross. <laughs> What's that? People with higher salaries... Yeah. We're most likely to say that they've had a crush on someone at work. Now, let's play that out. Okay. People with higher salaries, more yeah. likely to have a crush on someone they work with, <laughs> which suggests, Cliff, that a lot of bosses might yeah. have answered yes in this poll of 58%. <laughs> True. I mean, it makes sense, yes. Does this mean then, Cliff, what I'm thinking this means? What do you think it means? Oppressive that, uh, management? Has a crush on you? Yes. Is that what's going on? That's creepy. No, no. I don't believe they have a crush on you. They're just trying to crush you. Oh. <laughs> Weed, it's probably safe to say that every single reason for pulling a gun in a convenience store is criminal, much like no good story ever comes from a machete. So it's also safe to say that some reasons for both more Florida than others. Authorities in Miami have released surveillance video of an event inside a 7-Eleven back in November in hopes the public will now be able to identify the criminal at the center of this case. Officers say the man walked into the convenience store just after noon on November 27th, at first shopping but eventually asking the counter clerk for help, but becoming belligerent when he didn't receive the assistance he was expecting. Eventually, he pulled a gun and pointed it at the clerk because... The bathrooms were locked, and dude had nowhere to go. <laughs> well, you'll do some freaky stuff, Cliff, whenever you got to go bad at him. I'll say that. exactly right. Well, Cliff, as I looked over our text messaging line, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's bad enough when a listener of ours actually has a picture of me in that sexy <laughs> polar bear costume yeah. on their phone. Yeah, he's, it's clear from the screenshot he sent you. He has that saved to his cell phone. Yes. Now, that's bad enough, Cliff. But on top of that, yeah. why do you have to come in there and pile on top of me, too, along with this wonderful listener? Why do you have to jump in there, too, Well, with we, your little picture of that? We, <laughs> you mentioned the other earlier this morning about um, workplace crushes. Yes. And so as an example of he can't believe why there's no workplace crushes involving you, he sent that picture to you, or to us, I should say. Yes, he did. <laughs> and then you responded you would, that you really thought that your legs would draw all the women to your yard. That's exactly so right, yes. It's like, kind of like a milkshake. Exactly. Yeah. My legs are like a milkshake. <laughs> You see them there in that picture. I've, yeah, I've, unfortunately, there's no way to unsee that. <laughs> and, then, and then, and then, he said that you should mow your grass in a nick thong. 
And then you responded with that picture. The picture of a guy throwing up. <laughs> In a toilet, yes. <laughs> Mercy. Mercy. Although Nick Thong sounds like someone from Otwell has his own brand name of underwear now. <laughs> it, does, it does kind of sound that way, doesn't it, Cliff? <laughs> Mow your grass in a Nick Thong. Mm. I don't think so, Cliff. I don't ever do that. You see my response there. Yeah, I did, and I almost threw up again. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, because you said you don't wear a thong to mow the grass. You go commando, so the ticks have a place to go. <laughs> okay, all right. We probably shouldn't have went there. And I'm probably going to kick myself, Cliff, for uh, for saying okay. this or for asking this. Yeah. Uh, our Opry tickets, they're uh, brought to you. By Robert John and Associates in Evansville, and okay. we need a phrase that pays. And so I'm stuck yeah. between two here, Cliff, and I'm going to ask okay. you to pick the one that you want to use for this Friday. Oh, okay, good. When we give away the tickets. And yes, here are some of the things that uh, Cliff made a list of that he sent to me early this morning. And here's a couple. Let's make it three. Okay. Three suggestions, Cliff, that you pick the one that strikes your fancy. <laughs> Number one, okay. yeah, things that have been said on this program. Baked beans, music to follow. <laughs> Number two, things yep. aren't going well right now. We seem to say that a lot on this program. <laughs> That's right. And number three, yep. I need bigger hands to crank a dolly. <laughs> Which one, Cliff, one, two, or three, are you interested in us having to say on Friday? Uh, I think the um, person who wins the Grand Ole Opry tickets on Friday should have to say, I need bigger hands to crank the dolly. All righty, there it is. <laughs> I need bigger hands to crank a dolly. Yes. You say that Friday, and once the embarrassment's over, you'll get tickets to the Grand Ole Opry. Nice choice, Cliff. <laughs> I somehow knew you would pleasure. go with number well, three. Here's, you thought I'd go with number two. Well, you usually do. It's yeah. time now for Take It to the Bank. And Cliff, I'm pretty sure that you know this, and uh, and that's okay. I didn't know this one this morning when I saw this, and so okay. I thought we'd try this. The difference between a play in New York's theater district being Broadway, yeah. off-Broadway, mm -hmm. or even off-off-Broadway, which I never knew yes. they even had that, is, well, Cliff, if you know, what is the difference in it's, that? It's the street that the theater's on, is it not? Well, no, that's not right. Oh. oh, okay. It's the size of the theater. Oh, okay. So if you have a theater that's got over 500 seats, that's you're playing on Broadway. Okay. 100 to, to 499, that's off-Broadway. And 99 seats or less, you're off-off-Broadway. So basically, Cliff, if this show was yeah. in New York's theater district, yeah. we would be, according to those numbers, yeah. off, 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 Broadway, the morning road <laughs> show with Weeding Cliff. But all of that you could take yeah. straight to the bank uh -huh. as we listen to Florida Georgia Line and B.B. Rexall. Cliff, was there anything said today? Phrases of the day start with number three. Mow your grass in a nick thong.
to which I would add, soon available wherever big men's underwear are sold. Hey, really big men. <laughs> Number two. The bathrooms were locked and dude had nowhere to go. And the number one morning roadshow phrase for today, go commando so the ticks have a place to hide. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's a thought, Cliff. It's a thought. Yeah, it's not a very pleasant it's thought. Not it's a a thought. <laughs> no, it isn't. It's very pleasant. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.